the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, our opening hymn this morning kind of captured the essence of what I would like to talk about this morning, and that is this pilgrimage that we're on during Lent, this, this Lenten journey, if you will. We're just now beginning it, this being the first Sunday. And for the next 40 days, we will undertake this journey, and it is quite a journey. We will walk in the shadow of the cross, we will make our way to Jerusalem and to that first Easter Sunday. Our journey will, of course, include temptation that we heard about this morning. Jesus enters the wilderness and is tempted. But along the way, we will also experience perplexity. Nicodemus, a member of the Sanhedrin, that's the ruling party of the temple, comes in the dark to find out who Jesus is and where he comes from. On our journey, we'll also experience longing. We will encounter the woman at the well who, who desires never to thirst again. We'll also discover Jesus' true identity through a blind man. who tells us, I know I was blind and now I can see. We'll walk through a graveyard. We'll experience a visit and a conversation with Lazarus. And Jesus will tell the sisters, I am the resurrection and the life and those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. Now this is quite a journey but it has unfamiliar patterns to it. It's not like what we watch on TV or our streaming service. There are no lower paying jobs to higher paying jobs. There's no hero overcoming adversity, at least in the traditional sense that we think of. There's no misery to happiness. There's no rags to riches. Nothing like we might expect in a modern context only struggles. And in the webs of our memory, we remember that the children of Israel struggled in the wilderness. And Christians struggle in their faithfulness today. If we remember, Israel passes through the waters of the Red Sea and they are tested for 40 years, discovering how they must change to become God's people. Jesus passes through the waters of the Jordan, tempted for 40 days, discovering what kind of Messiah he would be. And we, through the waters of our own baptism, we face the spiritual powers of the universe, the evil powers of the world, and, to boot, our own sinfulness. And we are attempting to discover how we can become God's children. 
Well, enough about our journey. I've, I've probably tired everybody out just listening to how far we have to go. But as Father Joe read the gospel this morning, I can just in my mind's eye picture Jesus climbing out of the waters of the Jordan. His tunic is sopping wet. His hair is wet. His sandals are soggy. It's sloosh, sloosh. And you can hear him walking off into the wilderness. And there, and there he is tempted. Tempted by the needs of his body for sustenance, for water, for food. Tempted to avoid agony and suffering. Tempted by the allure of power. Jesus is vulnerable. He's fully human, born of a woman. He feels the full weight of that temptation. And in that temptation, he discerns his divine mission, his design commission. Jesus discerns that when the material need is met, when your tummy's full and you're no longer parched or thirsty, there remains a deeper hunger and thirst for God. After all your human needs are satiated, there is still that thirst and that hunger for God. Jesus discerns that when he trusts God, that he is able to do God's will. Jesus discerns that when he rejects the lure of power, he discovers true obedience. Now in our own lives, we recognize that where we fail and where we continue to fail and where often we fall flat on our face, indeed Jesus succeeded. That where we try to have it both ways, to have our cake and eat it too, Jesus chose a singular course of obedience and faithfulness. Whenever we take inventory, which I often do, whenever we take inventory of our own ability to do without, our own ability to resist, we usually find out and we're left feeling like we are significant underachievers. Speaking for myself only, of course. Now, as we discover that we are underachievers when compared with our Lord, the devil understands that. He understands us too well. So whatever you call him, the devil, the Satan, whatever. He recognizes what people want. He recognizes that people want security, so he, give, he gives food a plenty, bounty. The devil recognizes that people want entertainment and distraction, so he gives them iPads and HBO. 
the devil gives us entertainment and distractions for just that, to distract us. He recognizes that people want to be led and not truly free. So he tries to rule over us with sheer power. Throughout Jesus' ministry, but particularly in this walk to Jerusalem, Jesus is up against the powers of the world. Powers of the world that are great resistant forces. And these forces are largely uncontrollable by humans. And people are often held hostage. Captive to the institutions and systems that carry us along. Floating down the river in that inner tube. Forces that drive the spirit of our age. Promising life but delivering death. The powers of the world, you see, they seek to render us powerless. Powerless before the immensity of the world's problems, thinking that there is no way that we can make a difference. But it is here, my brothers and sisters, it is here that we must take a cue from our Lord and Savior Jesus. You see, in affirming God, Jesus rejected the blandishment, the smooth sales pitch, and the lies of the wilderness. By avowing God, Jesus rebuffed the helplessness, the ineptitude, and the captivity that most humans get wrapped up in. Now, temptations may always be present with us. Not just may, are always present with us. Matthew tells us that the devil departed, the devil left him, and the angels came and waited upon him. But I think the evangelist Luke gives us a little more detailed peek at this when talking about Jesus coming out of the wilderness. He says, when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him, departed from Jesus, for an opportune time. Was that opportune time with Judas before the Last Supper? Was that opportune time with Peter in the garden? You see, the devil is never, ever quite done with us. Temptation is always with us. But my brothers and sisters, so is the divine always with us. So is our Lord Jesus Christ always with us. And like Jesus, we can resist. We can withstand temptation assured of God's presence with us. There is no simple and easy answer to the solution of temptation. Here's one for you, though. It's a solution that we find on our knees when we pray our Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation. 
For Jesus to lead us, for God to lead us, we first have to be willing to follow. You see, we are called to discount the material in favor of God. We are called to trust in God so that we can do his will. We are called to forsake our own power in favor of obedience. And my brothers and sisters, it is a battle. It is a battle that we must fight every single day. Hand-to-hand combat in the trenches of life. And we must always remember that it is solely by Jesus' empowering grace that we can count our victory against temptation. Let us, my brothers and sisters, be counted in that number, remembering what the Apostle Paul said when he wrote to the Romans. We heard it this morning. By one man's righteousness, many will be made righteous. May we be counted in that number. May we be counted in that number. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.